When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Audio. Cheers from the grave. This week on the podcast, R.L. Stein's cheerleaders, the second evil. Hi, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm your host, Lindsay Katai. I'm your other host, Kelly Nugent. And today, as said, we are discussing R.L. Stein's Cheerleaders, The Second Evil. It is the story of, the continuing story of Corky Cochran. Corky Cochran. Uh, after her sister Bobby's death, she has to figure out if the evil is still around killing cheerleaders. And it is. It is aggressively it's around. It's definitely still around. Yeah. Yep. And it's trying to kill her. And everyone. Kind of everyone? Kind of everyone. Pretty indiscriminately everyone. Mainly her, but everyone else is like a bonus. Oh, you mean because of all the people it kills? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because of the like... I was like, does it though? Because of the extremely high death toll in this book. Oh yeah, people die. But there are people we don't care about, so it's like... Exactly. So I didn't care. Clearly, because I couldn't remember. Because you were like... "Mm." I believe you believe that a lot of people die. Yeah, I think it's like, I don't think you're lying, Kelly. I just think that you believe what you're saying. (laughs) It's the truth to you. Yeah, it's your truth. (laughs) It's not the truth. Uh, But before we get into that, how are you doing, Kelly? Um, I'm okay. I had like a frustrating argument with my mom today where I'm not going to go into the details, but like basically whenever she, she gets these like ideas in her head. She doesn't talk to anybody about them because she doesn't have any friends. And they just bounce around in her head until they become like amplified and crazy. And then she calls me and says, hey, can you talk to your sister about this thing? And I'm sure she does this to my sister too, where she'll call her and be like, can you talk to Kelly about this thing? But it was so crazy. Like the things that she had listed were just like so crazy that I was like, like I immediately was just like, it was like relationship advice for my sister. And she wanted you to give that advice to your sister on your mom's behalf yeah but coming from me okay and she's like and she goes oh god she's like first off i want to tell you that i think micah is really great and i think that i'm so glad that you found someone that like is so funny and creative and smart and you guys get along so well well that's nice to have some acknowledgement there yeah but But i knew what it was gonna happen (laughs) it was gonna be like and then she's like so you should use how happy you are in your relationship to give advice to your sister. And I was like, yeah, also my parent thing to do. But Also, my sister has expressed and there is no discontent in her relationship. So it was like, oh, she's in a relationship. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Then, (laughs) No, it's really inappropriate. She just was like, and I would love for your sister to stop being such a spinster. No, she's been dating someone for five years now. (laughs) No. So I was like. I like listened to her say her thing and I was like, where are you getting these ideas? And she's like, well, I don't know. I just know, you know? And I was like, okay, um, I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to do that. She's like, but you could phrase it, you know, in the way that you and Denise have a relationship. Like you could do it that way. And I was like, I was like, there is no way I can say what you want me to say without it being insane. I was like, what you are saying is crazy. Yeah, you are. You will make Denise hate me. Yeah. And I was like, I don't believe any of the things that you're saying. So like why it would be so obviously not me. It was crazy. So then I I hang up. She's like, well, fine. Just forget I even forget we even had this conversation. Don't tell Denise. Just forget it. (laughs) And I was like, "Okay, fine. And then I text my dad and I was like, what is going on here? I was like. It, are you guys both this on this? Be like, cray. I was like, are you guys both on this crazy train? And I text my dad everything he, she said to me. And my dad goes, 
I'm really sorry she roped you into that. I did not know she was going to contact you. I but he has been watching it. Don't know what's happened. I have no idea on her end. I just feel like my mom has had like various thoughts bouncing around in her head, and every time they get amplified, that they, like every time they bounce off the inside of her skull, they get amplified, and then she's like, "Well, I got to do something." When it's yeah. like it was like it was crazy because especially because she just rattles off like nine conclusions she's come to yeah and i was just like whoa okay i wasn't there for the beginning of where these came from so i don't like i'm not on board and i don't know where this is coming from and you're not really introspective enough to explain to me how it got from the seed to what it is now Mm -hmm. so i can't help you and i was just like (laughs) i can't i'm sorry and then (laughs) i'm sorry this will not be happening and then like uh she texted me uh, later today and was like, sorry, I brought up the issues. The I don't issues, know what that means. I don't know what that means. means like, sorry, I brought up these things I'm absolutely yeah. right about. She's like, I'm, I'm sorry I said them, but I'm not sorry that I think them sort of thing. Oh, but then she says, I'm not supposed to think that way. Oh, well. And she's like, I will support Denise and you in every way. That was nice of her. I'll respond Aww. to her later. That is a good response. I think she had some time now that she talked to someone about it to mm-hmm. be like, oh, that was pretty bananas that I said that. This is why people need therapists. She, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just friends. Or friends. Like just someone to talk to. Yeah. Or people who care. Yeah. Because otherwise you're just letting those thoughts bounce around in your little skull and yeah, it explodes out. I've been that way. Like I've sat alone all day and oh, like stewed sure. about something. And then I say something to like Micah. And then he'll be like, hmm? And I'll be like, you know what? I, I'm hearing how it sounds coming out of my mouth. <laughs> and I know it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. How are you? I'm okay. I'm tired. On the, on the note of stewing in your own paranoid thoughts. Um, <laughs> so you know how when we recorded the Goosebumps episode, mm-hmm. I had that cold brew, the... The, uh, oh my god yeah <laughs> the seal was broken yeah on, the safety seal yeah every time i have a stomach ache now i'm like well i'm probably dying <laughs> it's worse it's worst at night when i am alone with my thoughts in a dark room and you're just trying to go to sleep it. and i was having some stomach pains last night and i'm sure it's just because i'm not eating right but the whole time i was like yep well I probably have a flesh-eating virus that oh my God. won't be caught because also my mom told this story about a, a woman whose father thought that he had the flu or something, kept going into the doctor, kept going into mm. the doctor, and they were like, yeah, it's just a really powerful strain this year. But it turned out he had an infection and mm. died. And so, and also yesterday my mom texted with like, oh, a friend of a friend, her daughter died. She was only 40. Just take care of yourselves. You're no. my whole world. And I was like, uh, it was just like all these three yeah. things came to a head when I was trying to go to sleep last night and I could not go to sleep. And so I'm pretty tired. I'm Do pretty you tired feel and- proud that you've survived this morning? You have fought off this bug. <laughs> yeah, I am superhuman. Yeah, <laughs> I am the future of humanity. I should be studied much like Henrietta Lacks, and I will help fight polio-like diseases. <laughs> polio-like. Polio, yeah, polio-ish. In the polio environs. <laughs> uh-huh. Just like her cells helped Jonas Salt create the polio vaccine, my strong stomach will help create something. So, like upset I'm tummy, so tired, upset Kelly. tummy, upset don't, tummy disease. Don't make me go on with this bit. <laughs> okay. Why would we you can do move this? On. To we me? can move on. I do understand that paranoia though, because uh, so last night I kept waking up with like this racing heartbeat. And it, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I know why it was. I had coffee really late at night mm-hmm. and I was really stressed out. So I was having like stress dreams that I missed our recording appointment today. Oh, really? And I would like look at my phone and it was like 9.45 and I was like, oh my God, Lindsay's just been like waiting at the studio for me for like, and you so know I what? Kept I up have it that. coming because I've done that to you twice. Oh, maybe that's, have you done it to me twice? <laughs> yes, I've you have done, done it to me twice. twice. That's true, but like, you were sleeping. Right after I did Hellmouthy the first time. Mm-hmm. And then 
when I was supposed to record Hellmouthy another time pretty mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. And oh, it's yeah. because both times were early morning on a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and I forgot to set an alarm. Because um, I'm a dick. <laughs> it, I guess. Like, I guess I... I'm sure I don't know. I, I'm sure it's like a, a couple it things. It could have been anything. But I was like... Yeah, so I kept waking up. And I had it in my head. This is weird. I was holding a pillow. And... Like I was like putting it in between my knees, but also hugging it. Mm-hmm. And in my head, for some reason, in my weird like drowsiness, I was like, I have to keep holding on. I have to protect this pillow. <laughs> like I was like, I need to hold it. <laughs> and I ate really late. So it was like acid reflux. I was stressed out. I It was all these things. But so I attributed it to. During the day, I was like gardening and um, I found this like weird fungus in my plants turns out it's just a house plant fungus and they're totally harmless but i was like but what if it's not even though i identified it because i was digging it up and was, this is like a horror movie i was digging away the spores and this shut little spade flung dirt right into my face and i think <laughs> i got spores in my face i was like oh my god this is fucking alien i am gonna die and then i like forgot you, thought you had it. it on your face i thought i had it in, in your tummy stomach. honestly we're all riddled with imaginary diseases yep all the time. All the time. <laughs> so I understand your, your Yeah, it's fear. really hard to shut those thoughts up late but at it's, night. It is funny, though, when it's someone else, you're like, no. Yeah, you don't Duh. Have, duh. Duh. Because I was like, because when you said that, I was like, I smelled your fucking drink. You're mm-hmm. fine. It was fine. I'm just proud of myself for not getting up and making Mike take me to urgent care, which I have done multiple times. So that was a victory. I usually have to be talked down because I'm always like, I think I should just go because I um, have learned now that um, I have like a lymph node, you know, you get like you have lymph nodes in your neck Mm -hmm. and some of them are in the back of your neck. And when I get stressed, it like they will get bigger up or something. Yeah. But I was convinced that one in the back of my neck was like a cancer. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I have to go right now. I cannot not go. And, And this was back when I was with Ross. And I remember Ross was just like. Just wait one night. Yeah. Just wait one night and see what happens. And I was like, I, how can you ask me that? How can you ask me to wait one night? That's fine. Here I am. Yep. Panic attacks come at night. <laughs> they do. Panic attacks come at night for the, me. The realm of nighttime is rife with panic attacks. Yep. It is, oh, constantly. Yep. <sighs> uh, oh, you know who else has panic attacks at night? Karki Karkrin? Corky Corcoran. Mm-hmm. Want to read the back of the book? Out of the grave. Corky Corcoran is sure it's just her imagination when she sees her dead sister rise from the grave. Or is it? Yes, it is. Yeah, because it kind of <laughs> just is, right? Yeah, it is. It doesn't, she fell asleep. Yeah, but like even then, like afterwards, she's like, maybe it wasn't a dream, but then nothing happens to show us that yeah, it no, wasn't it a, was dream. a dream. So it was a dream. Anyway. Cool. Corky's trying to put the nightmare of Bobby's death behind her. She's back on the shady side cheerleading squad and has become friends with Kimmy and Deborah. But everything is not back to normal for Corky. She hears horrible screams in the gym. Her friend has become obsessed by the occult. And a strange young man is following her. And then the murders begin again. Has the evil spirit from the Fear Street Cemetery returned to destroy them one by one? It has. It has. It has returned. Also poor or Ronnie. never left. Yeah, Ronnie doesn't she, even get she, mentioned. She in got the back cut of the from book. this too. Yeah. Oh, Ronnie always gets <laughs> cut. Well, she's a freshman. She, she has is next freshman. year to come back on the squad and yeah. the back of the book. Yeah. Yeah, the evil spirit is definitely back. This book is such a fucking cop out. Yeah. Right? It's I, not nearly as good as the first one. Well, better cover, worse book. Better cover. This yeah. was the cover I was obsessed with. I thought she was so pretty. Now, this also, is Kimmy, right? Who is this? I think it's, it's Kimmy. It's not Kimmy. Kimmy has oh, short she, hair. And, and hers crimpy. crimpy. It's certainly not quirky. I'll tell you who this is, is my dream of what I wish I looked like <laughs> in high school with her like perfect soft waves and her thick hair. Yeah, her, her hair um, coming down like, mm-hmm, it looks like a cartoon. Just falling on her shoulders. This is a really good, really good art. Yeah. This is probably some of the best art ever. This on is a really one of my favorite covers. Yeah, me too. Always was. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, Unlike the book. I was We're really bummed out by this book. Same thing over and over where she thinks the thing is happening and nobody believes her over yeah. and over. 
that didn't happen in the first book. Why is it happening in this one? It is weird that, like, people aren't believing her, but some of them are. Like, Deborah believes her. The ones who should believe her aren't believing her. Yeah. Granted, like, Kimmy is the evil spirit. So, so that's what fine. happens, everybody. Fine, 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 fine. So in the last book, <laughs> I guess that would be a good idea to say. Yeah. In the last book, Bobby and Corky, these sisters, knew. They come to a school. They try out for the cheerleading squad. There's an accident. One of the cheerleaders is thrown against the gravestone of Sarah Fear. Everybody thinks she's dead. Turns out, no, Jennifer's fine. We find out later, Jennifer's not so fine. Sarah Fear's evil spirit has taken over Jennifer's body and then tries to kill Bobby the whole rest of the book. The end of it finds Corky defeating the evil in Jennifer's body, sending it back into Sarah Fear's grave. And then Jennifer's rotting corpse is revealed. And that's the end. Mm -hmm. But then it turns out it was continuous that the evil spirit actually went into Kimmy. You know what that bummed me out about this book? Because we always knew it was the spirit of Sarah Fear. And everything she does is pretty much the same kind of scariness as in the first book, like making doors open and close. I did like the scene where she's taking the test. That was cool. It was cool. Um, and then it's followed up with a very gruesome murder. Yeah. I, my mouth was dropped. My jaw was dropped. I thought it was going to be a fake out. Oh, it wasn't. Are, that's another thing about this book is there are way more fake outs. There are. In the last book, it was just like There were one, two. maybe two. And in this one, again and again, fake out cliffhangers at the end of every chapter. And then it's like, nope, it was just a dog making those noises. Mm -hmm. Not an evil spirit. Yeah. And so I thought it was going to be a fake out, but no, Chip is actually dead. Chip, Chip is dead. Chip being Kimmy's ex, briefly Bobby's boyfriend, and now Corky's boyfriend, which why on earth why Corky would still date this boy? I have no idea. Is beyond me. He asked her sister out. Don't do yeah. that. It's just like, God, like creepy. It, it was, and then, <laughs> so Kimmy is the evil spirit. Deborah is our obvious red herring because she's into the occult. She's wearing a crystal around her neck and she wears capes everywhere. Well, also Sarah Beth. Oh, yeah. Sarah Beth is another Sarah red Beth herring. Plummer. Also, oh, God. Who John Daly. Oh, yeah. John Daly. When I read that, I couldn't help but start laughing. Yeah, me too. Because John Daly. Yeah. John Daly is Jennifer's brother from yes. the first book. Oh, and also the reason we're laughing, just in case people aren't familiar, John Daly is a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> that we know. So it's like, huh? <laughs> um, so then all I could picture was John Daly in that part. Yeah. Like running after. It was funny. Um, the, I did laugh out loud a couple times just because it seemed so like just weird. Corky has decided, you know what? The girls are right. I should get back into the game. I should go back to being a cheerleader. That will help me get past Bobby's death. Just go back to normal life. I also like briefly saw a therapist who I, reader, Kelly, thought was like gonna be someone. Yeah, it seems like she's fucking in love with that dude. I know. And there were so <laughs> many when she things. Talks, she's like, he was young. He was handsome. He really helped me. Yeah. I was and like, she's who's saying they? this to Chip? And I so thought he was gonna be in the book at some point. And he wasn't. No. There were like... And that's the thing, too, because book one was so the details rewarded you. Yeah. Here, there yeah. were so many things where I was like, ooh. And then I was like, wait, huh? Not, where'd that go? Because there were so many things where I was like, ooh, what's that? We're, we're, we've backslid into shortcuts, just like, just like not just some lazy writing. Yeah. It's a step backward. And did you notice when, so after the scene, so the scene that you were talking about is mm -hmm. uh, Corky goes to take a makeup exam oh, yeah. in biology. Her teacher is like, look, we're going to be on the honor system. I have to go to take my car into the also, he's dealer. Also, he's young and handsome. He wasn't handsome. No, he, he's young. He's young. He's young. Um, And you could, he looks like he was like maybe in his early 20s, but he had some gray in his mustache and also in his hair. I was like, <laughs> okay. Okay. Why Why do you have such a boner for this guy? Sure. Um, maybe he is the teacher in his mm. mind. But so he leaves her in there to answer some essay questions. Did you have to take essay questions for biology? No. Anyway. <laughs> so then she's there and the room starts going all poltergeist on her. Yeah. But when she runs out and she's crying out for Chip, did you notice how many times she said his name? A lot. Yes. A lot. So we're back to 
here. Fear Street Saga level. Where is Name it? Name screams. If you want to go back and listen to our Fear Street Saga episode where we covered all three books at once. It was just a constant repeat of names over and over. Like, Daniel, 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 where are you? Daniel. She also like, oh, yeah. Oh, God, it is a lot. Mm -hmm. All right. So Kelly will read. I'm just going to do the dialogue. Yeah. I'm going to do the sounds and dialogue. Yes. No. Okay. (laughs) Chip, 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 where are you? Chip? Chip, where are you? Are you here? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) The O being. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. Chip? (laughs) That's the last one. (laughs) (laughs) The last chip being where she finds his dead body with its severed hand. But that's too many times to say chip. Chip. We get it. And also the way. She's running through the halls looking for chip. (laughs) The first time she's running around. So she, she does a lot of like freaking out and running around this school. So the first time she runs around and freaks out at the school is when she cu- goes to cheerleading practice for the first time and starts to hear screaming every time she goes to get try- on the she, yeah. yeah. And so she's like, what's going on? And then finally she can't take it anymore. She like runs away. She's like freaking out, screaming, just running all around the school. And the way she's running reminds me of like my cats every night. At around like 1130, get like the nighttime crazies where they like (laughs) zoom around the house and like are very panicked and just bounce off of walls, off of my head, off of like everything. If you're sitting on the couch, they'll just bounce off your chest. They're just running, running, running. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's my cats, Noodle and Little Henry. (laughs) But it's her. Um, But she, I also. Has your cat always been named Little Henry? It's LH. Uh, So I call her that. Okay. So you probably heard me be like, L.H.? Yeah. I was like, I was going her formal name. Who is name. this little Henry? L.H. L.H. and Noodle. Um, but I also laughed so hard. So she, the first time she like actually meets John Daly in the flesh is when she's run during this first freak out runaround. Yeah, after the screams. Because she runs out and she like slams right into gray eyed John Daly, runs away. And then the thing that like, I was like, what the fuck was when he like grabs her and they're like, he's like yelling at her and uh, Chip walks in and he's like, huh? And then John walks away and Chip's like, well, I guess I can't follow him. Yeah. <laughs> I just, he's walking away. I can't go. Uh-huh. But he's like, are you okay? Who was that? Yep. Ugh. I was afraid because what we liked about the last book was that it was so centered on female characters. Mm-hmm. I was afraid this is going to be like pure chip. Me too. And quirky. So honestly, I was relieved when he died. I was too. I was uh, like, okay. I was like, oh, that was his purpose. Fine. Yep. <laughs> Fine. It's to, be, it's to be a casualty. Yeah. I was okay with it. Yeah. It was horrifying. Also, yeah, it really brought the stakes. Mm-hmm. Yes, because then you're like, oh, damn. People like. Yeah. Because she. Because it had already water. been too much. Oh, yeah. She pours boiling water over her hands because the spirit compels her to. The spirit compels you. The power of Kimmy compels you. (laughs) Power of Kimmy. Uh, It was, yeah, like, so there is a lot. And that was the thing, too, where it was like, there was so much of the same thing just in different clothes. Because it was like, oh, people are being paralyzed or or, uh, compelled to do things. And um, I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't pay off in in the same way. And things would start, but then they wouldn't continue yes deborah deborah and so deborah is the one who's like super into the occult now because Mm -hmm. she like i mean in my mind she's the only sane one that's why i was like rightfully so spirit and so she's like well time to get myself to the new age shop and yeah buy a book on the occult and wear crystals and like i i totally felt for her when they were like you've been reading those books and she's like i was studying uh hello Yes. Yeah. I did laugh. You should be too, you dummies. So everyone's like, like this is at Kimmy's or uh, uh, Corky's first day back. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. We love that you're back. And then Deborah just fucking walks up and she goes, I can feel it. (laughs) And and Kimmy's like, oh, what? Or no, uh, Corky's like, what? Here? And she's like, I can feel it. But again, I just thought you'd like to know that the the evil spirit is here. I can feel it. I can feel its presence. And she's like, can we talk about this later? And Deborah's like, 
Well, I just thought you'd want to know. And when she said, <laughs> I'm not trying to scare you, but I'm into these things quirky. I know the evil is here in the gym. I can feel it. She clasped the crystal so tightly her hand turned white. And Corky's like, can we talk about this somewhere else? <laughs> Where I was like, mm, I would be Deborah. Yeah. They'd be like, can you feel it? Because she's the evil. Right. She's right. So, the evil's there. So Deborah. so after, is it after the screams that she, I think it's after Chip dies. That what? That, um, that Deborah's like, and I think I know how to find it. That's after uh, Chip dies. So. That's when they're so after she, his funeral. Yeah. So she and Deborah talk. And Deborah says, I think I know how we can find the evil spirit. And then the next chapter is them at like a fucking game. Yeah. It's like, can you just just have the conversation mm -hmm. then where you explain where we can find it? Instead, this whole game happens. And then they go to Simon Fear's house to try to raise the spirit. Oh, yeah. Because this is kind of where I knew that game, Kimmy right? might have been the evil spirit. Because she's like, you guys, what do we have to do? Donna. Yeah. And, and when she's like, like, I don't know, because we saw a devil spawn try to kill everyone. And when she's like, this is lame. I don't want to do it. It's I'm too cold. Blah, 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 blah. When this was a small detail that did pay off. Deborah is always cold. Mm -hmm. And Deborah was fine being there and like was fine. with wasn't complaining about the cold. And like the fact that Kimmy was like, I'm too cold. I need to go home. When it's like, mm, are you too cold or are you wanting to stop the seance? Oh, but it said that, I thought it said she entered with a bunch of sweaters on. Because oh, it kept saying that, I thought that she was getting cold. Because she Because did. she always felt the evil presence around. So she mm. looks like she was always feeling the ghost. Oh, maybe. Maybe she was always feeling the cold ever theory. since. That was a theory the I had. Yeah. There's <laughs> a, a little bit of, it's in my head cannon. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so... I do want to talk about the scene where everything goes poltergeist because I thought that yeah. was so cool. So a uh, rakish young uh, teacher goes to get his car. I think he's, he's not rakish. rakish. He's, just a, he's just a young teacher. I'm going to find the part that says that. <laughs> Show how silly Kelly's being. He's, he's silly. So, this young, uh, I think he was described as lithe. <laughs> <laughs> he had a coquettish charm yeah. about him. Um, like lean but surprisingly muscular, I think was what they said. I think he said wiry but built. <laughs> <laughs> like a soccer player's body. <laughs> um have you seen that onion? So they're doing a series of like movie reviews mm -hmm. by the onion about like, the, the Spider-Man homecoming. Yes. yes. <laughs> that was so great. It's like, in this interpretation, Peter Parker is like a young Lolita. <laughs> and it's just all about how Tom Holland is so seductive in his youth. It's so disturbing. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, so I found it. Mr. Adams was young in his mid-twenties, but his dark brown hair was already graying at the sides. And his mustache, which rested over his top lip, but like one of the bushy caterpillars they had studied in biology, was also sprinkled with gray. He had friendly brown eyes, a nice smile, and usually dressed in jeans and oversized sweaters. He was a tough teacher, demanding, but well-liked. He had that a strong was, hand and a no. bubblegum pink tongue. <laughs> <laughs> bubblegum pink tongue? <laughs> Mm, mm. Gotta have that pink tongue. Gotta have that pink bubblegum pink you tongue. You know what I love in a man is when, like, you'll catch a glimpse of their <laughs> tongue and it's like so big. It's like a cat's tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I love a man with a cat's tongue. <laughs> like, and you know, it's probably like rough. But you're gonna like the feel of it, and it's like kind of dry. It's but... kind of like dry, but it's so like the perfect shade of pink. It's really all I care about is like it's the like, look. Mm, if you get that pink, pink tongue look, because you just you can imagine kissing it, and it's like rough on your lips. Mm, exfoliate <laughs> your lips with a rough tongue. Poltergeist. <laughs> uh, uh, so. He's like, goodbye, I gotta go. She's like, okay, great, I'm taking this essay test for biology, whatever. Um, and like, 
first of all, this classroom is like a horror show. Like, what is going on? There's like frogs in a thing. Yeah. Um. There's like different body parts of animals everywhere. There's a, a cow eye, a huge cow eye. There's a skeleton. Oh, that was something too that I thought was going to pay off because the skeleton's hand came off and choked her and then oh, Chip's yeah. hand got cut off. And I was like, there's nothing. I thought that would be connected, but it yeah, wasn't. Yeah, he should have. I wonder if he did mean that to be connected and then just didn't do it enough. Yeah. Yeah, it says frogs, shards of... Da, 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 da. <laughs> shards of December sunlight slanted into the room through the Venetian blinds, falling onto the large tropical fish tank in the corner. Beside it stood a human skeleton hunched on its stand, its shoulders slumped forward, its knees bent as if it were weary. Shelves beside the skeleton held large specimen jars filled with insects, plant specimens, and all kinds of animal parts. Corky made a disgusted face, remembering the cow eyeball Mr. Adams had shown them earlier that afternoon. It was so enormous, so blobby. The fact that it was blobby is so gross. Gross. When that started, like, flopping around everywhere, (laughs) the cow eyeball. Oh, my God. It's like jellyfishing all over the room. (laughs) And, like, it keeps, like, plopping on her desk. And she's just like, ah! And it's, like, like, spraying her. her? Yeah. (laughs) Getting, like, cow eyeball juice on her. I know. It's, like, shooting around the room. And it's, like, just taking these wild turns and, like, spraying her with its, like, wake. And it's, like, getting in her hair. Um, And the frog container breaks and They'll the frogs are everywhere and the insect insect oh god the dead bugs come up they're all flying around everything's crazy the hand of the uh skeleton breaks off of the skeleton shoots towards her neck starts choking her out she breaks the fingers throws it to the ground runs out says and chip, chip nine times 90 times <laughs> and then finds chip dead but in a pool of his own blood that was so his hand got sawed off in wood chop. Yeah. And you know he was compelled to do it, so in his mind he knows it's happening. That's horrifying. It's horrifying. And that means he had to keep going. Mm-hmm. Because like Deborah says, she was like, you know that that was the evil spirit. Mm-hmm. Everybody's saying it was an accident, but if you get your hand near that, you're going to pull it away because it hurt. I know. And instead it was just sawed off clean through. Yeah. Um, there was a part Ugh. that reminded me of something that we've talked about. Um, which is at the funeral, they're talking about um, things. Like, oh, yeah. That dumb things people say yeah. at funerals. Because that one person was like, great funeral. Yeah. <laughs> hey, top notch fun. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> this is really fun. Really good cheese. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great salam. <laughs> great salam in this fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of other like standout moments that I thought were good. I was pretty much just like dismayed reading this whole book because I was like, man, none of it's like yeah paying off. Because then the whole part with so when she and Chip go, Corky's like, I want to say goodbye to Bobby's grave mm-hmm. one last time. I've been compelled to keep coming out here. Don't want to do it anymore, but I have to let her know that I've decided to join the cheerleading squad again, and I have to tell her why. They're out there. And they see this figure, quote unquote, rise from Sarah Fear's grave. And it's this girl in her early 20s named Sarah Beth Plummer, who says that she is taking, um, what is it called? Etchings? Grave rubbings. Grave rubbings. Um, where you like hold a piece of paper over a gravestone and you go over it in charcoal so that you get the impression of the etchings. Um, and she says she's out there to do that. and. And she tells them about Sarah Fear. She got like turned over in a lake on a perfectly calm day. Her and four other people she was with, even though they were 10 feet from shore, they all drowned. Nobody can explain why. She tells them this. We find out later she is a fear. Her name is actually Sarah Fear. And she's just there to do research. Which I don't buy. And yet that's only it's left there yeah i mean i wonder if it's gonna get picked up in cheerleaders three and maybe but you got to do something with it now because i think she's the one that left the note to corky at the end yeah she has to be and it's fine but like we never corky does nothing but doubt her and i'm motives and her like truthfulness and i was like 
And it's like, yeah, why? She's Sarah Fear. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So she seems really sketchy. Her name is Sarah Fear. She's like in the middle of the night, like doing grave rubbings for some class because and then you're she late. Sees her. Yeah, because she put off an assignment, so she had to do it at night. What assignment? <laughs> and then she's like dancing on Sarah Fear's grave because John Daly told her to. Because he's like, oh, I'd really love it if you could like dance on this grave. And she's like, because I told him how like that's supposed to raise a dead spirit or whatever. And so he like he told me to dance. I thought it was silly, but I did it anyway. I was making most of it up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> It didn't work. And then he smiled. And, and then, then I never saw him again. Oh, what? He's been missing for two days? Oops. Yeah. And I was like, That's, come on, follow was, up on that, yeah. Corks. Corks is too busy going to funerals. <laughs> she is too busy. Yeah, in her defense, she's she, very busy. She's going very to busy funerals. going to funerals and also trying to do seances. But I feel like, and, and then that whole interaction between her, between Sarah Beth Plummer slash Sarah Fear and Deborah. And Corky, when Deborah's like, we need to go find this bitch. We got to go talk to her. You saw her dancing on top of Seraphir's grave? Come on. They go to her house. She's like acting weird and like sketchy and everything she's like her whole story that she's telling isn't lining up. Why did she keep asking them? She kept trying to push her coffee onto them. Yeah. And I thought there was going to be something with that. There wasn't. You know what I thought there was going to be something with? The hot chocolate that Corky drinks in the... Um, oh, yeah, because it didn't stir all the way? Yeah. No, he was just talking about hot chocolate. I was like, I thought she was going to like feel weird. Yeah. And then after that, she falls down at Sarah's house. So I was like, oh, she got like, is. She, this is it. And then she's just like, oh, I just tripped. And I was yeah. like, oh. And then Deborah going like, oh, let's go talk to this Sarah Beth person. That comes way after. It's so late. Corky telling her about Sarah Beth. Because they try to do the whole seance thing at the fear mansion, yeah. the burned out fear mansion, like way before that. Yeah. It's only after Kimmy like storms out, refuses to do the seance anymore, that they're like, I guess we should check in with uh, yeah. like Sarah girl. All of a sudden, Deborah's like, you know what? Didn't you tell me about that girl dancing on Sarah Fear's grave? We should go talk to her. I was like, prioritize. Like, y y that is some Make sketchy behavior. Make a list, ladies. Honestly, you can do more, more imminent items on one list and less imminent items on another. And if you break it down into very small bites, you'll be more compelled to do it because it will seem more manageable. Mm -hmm. And you just go one by one. Yeah. And don't give yourself too many goals in one day. Yeah. Don't put on your list, find evil spirit. No. No, you have to break it down. So it's like, first, go buy candles. Sure. Those red tapered. Make sure you have a jacket. Make sure you have at least five sweaters. Make, like, confirm that Kimmy will be there. Um, Buy that book. That big old book. Make sure you pack all these items in a bag. Then go to the Fear Mansion. Uh, Gas up the Camry. Yeah. Gas, put that on the list. And then you'll cross them off one by one. And then overall, that will get you to find evil spirit. I also like how many times these people said evil spirit. Yeah, like they, they were like as the if evil that spirit. was its name. Yeah, it was very it's not, weird. That's just what you're calling it. Yeah, I don't know if I it would didn't be... like pop out of Jennifer's body and go like, "Hello, evil spirit, that's my name." <laughs> don't wear it out. Hello, <laughs> let me introduce myself. Um, and from the very beginning of this book, Corky is afraid that she's losing it because she keeps seeing things, which I guess John Daly has been stalking her. Since Jen Jennifer died? I don't. And then that didn't pan out because he just drowns in the lake, which we know was another caused. red herring. Yeah. But it's, that's the, the thing. thing. Like, don't, don't ever, don't ever make it somebody think that they're going insane when they know that magic and demons are real. That's the thing. We already crossed you that path last book. I don't want to watch somebody question their sanity mm -hmm. when they fucking know that this shit is possible. It's what so boring. She, what she should have done instead was immediately, oh, damn, this evil spirit's back. Yeah. Because, like, I remember. And then just remember, work on fighting it. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Done. Those candles could have been gotten first, first chapter. Yeah. She and Deb. Deb had the book. She had the book. 
Nobody She's studying. Nobody listens to Deb. Nobody listens to Deb. Mm-mm. Deb's the only one who knows what's going on. She's the only one who's like, okay, let's fucking get the show on the road now. Yeah. Can we please just all agree that this evil spirit is still with us? Yeah. Cheerleading can take a backseat. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Like, we, there was so... The detours here into, like, the cheerleading routines were less humanizing and more seemed like we were just treading water until the next thing happened. Yeah. Because I was like, why are we here? Like, the other book, it was like, first of all, we didn't open book one with the knowledge that, like, evil spirits exist. Yeah. So that took care of a lot. We shouldn't be experiencing the same problems we were experiencing last book because everybody knows evil spirits exist. Everybody's worldview should be completely different at this point. Mm-hmm. Once you've seen a swirling demon thing try to kill your friend and then blow out into a grave, mm-hmm. let's all just agree mm-hmm. that things are not what we thought they were. Did you say that you knew it was Kimmy for a while? I knew it was Kimmy when she didn't want to help with the seance. <coughs> okay. Yeah. I started thinking it was Kimmy... Oh, when she like started saying way too much, like we should be friends. We need to be friends. You should, you need to come back to cheerleading. You need to come back. So I was like, why would you want her to come back to cheerleading so bad? What's going to happen there? Well, that was really early because they were talking about mm-hmm. it. When she kept trying to make her come back, that's when it was. When she t- kept trying to make uh, Corky come back after the first screaming incident. When Corky oh, was like, okay. I quit, I quit. And she's like, no. We need to be friends. You need to come back to cheerleading. Just try it. Try it. Come back tomorrow. And she's like, I can't have this this thing. And she's like, okay, fine. Friday. Come back Friday. I, I wasn't was like, sure if that was a red herring thing. It could have been. Um, but then by the by the Fear House seance, then I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. By the Fear House seance, I knew for sure it wasn't Deb. I, I did think for a while it was Deb. I thought it was Deb, like... Earlier, because there was a lot of times where she was like muttering to herself or like. Well, and we're being thrown off the case because (laughs) R.L. Stein was writing that she had that she looked smug, which is, I mean, I guess not necessarily because she looked smug. It's that's I'm not. Yeah, I'm not mad because like it was from Corky's point of view and she's kind of like just seeing things and everybody. But this is not a Fear Street saga thing where um, remember how it was like. In the person, Simon and Angelica were evil, even though we'd right, been in their thoughts. Yes. Yeah. So this was like, she looked smug. Fine. Maybe she did. Yeah. To your point of view, she did. Mm-hmm. At least we weren't in Kimmy's head feeling <laughs> concern about. Or in shock. And wait, were we? No. We're only in Kimmy's head at the very beginning of the book. Well, that's what I mean. She's the fucking evil spirit already. Okay. It's just describing things. This is interesting. So it's a lot of stuff like Kimmy reacted with surprise. This is better than. Yeah, it's not giving her point of view. It's just describing things. Mm -hmm. Totally. It's not giving her point of view. Yep. Uh, Corky's been kind of weird lately, Kimmy said, keeping her eyes on the twin beams of white light ahead of her. Yeah, it's just like her physical actions. She is really, she keeps getting irritated with Deborah when she wants to focus on the spirit. Yeah. You've got to stop reading those stupid books. Yep. Okay. Yep. She's just impatient, almost angry. Yeah. She's angry that Deborah keeps talking about it. Okay. That's good. I didn't think that Oh, this is so good. But mm. Uh, Kimmy rolled up the window. Her cheeks red, her expression troubled. He did a good job hiding it at the beginning. Yeah. Good. Good work. And yet, Fair Straight Saga is after this. Woof. Woof. Um, But yeah, so we find out that it is Kimmy. I thought this scene was pretty cool, too. I thought it was cool. It was just too similar to the end of First Evil. Yeah, it was very similar. And this book is not climactic. Because you're no. just like, oh, it's her just again. All of a sudden, yeah. It's it's just the evil spirit again, okay. She should have figured it out a few chapters before and then tried to figure out a way to fight it with death. Yeah. The thing that I did like was just the imagery in the fight. So basically... Um, yeah, the imagery was cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, Corky, uh, is at the top of the pyramid. Kimmy fakes being paralyzed, doesn't catch her. Which is cool because Bobby was actually paralyzed and couldn't catch Kimmy in the first book. 
That was cool. It's weird. The rules of the spirit are that whoever that person's enemies are become the evil spirit's enemies. Maybe she's like morphed into a spirit of vengeance or something. That was my thought. I was like, oh, maybe that explains it. Maybe. Yeah. But it is funny where she's like, that's why. Yeah. In the first book, um, it's attacking Bobby. Mm -hmm. And in the second one, it's attacking everybody who is Kimmy's enemy. So like Mm -hmm. Chip and Corky. And then John just got too close. So she's yeah. like, mm, Johnny and like. John was just like weird. Yeah. He was just like weird and annoying. Just like very off-putting. <laughs> um, so then uh, Quirky uh, bruised a rib and she has a cast on her arm. Mm-hmm. And so she goes home and her mom's like, I'm going to make you a bath. Which I'm like, uh, bad idea. Yeah. I'm good, mom. I'm going to go to sleep. Yeah. And particularly for Corky, because now she knows that people keep getting like burned by water. I know. So if my mom was like, I'm going to drive you a bath, I'm like, oh, that's okay. I'm never going to be clean again. No, I'll just be like, do we have any moist towelettes? I need some dry shampoo. Can you go to the store and get me like five, like tons of dry shampoo? My head's just going to end up being a big Q-tip of dry shampoo. I'm just going to shave it. It's cool. Anything to avoid that shave water. It, get me some baby wipes. Yeah. You know those cottonelle wipes? I'm going to use them all over my body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all I need now. All I need. Um, but her mom's like, I'm making the bath. So she goes in and who comes out of the mist? Fucking Kimmy. And Kimmy tries to drown her by putting her head under the water, by putting Corky's head under the water. And boiling the water. And she's like, how she boils is it? She breathes into the water and it bubbles. Yep. That was crazy. She's trying to find the part where she boils the water. It's very close to the end. Yeah. I like that chapter 22 is just called Corky's Bath. <laughs> I like the chapter titles in this book and the last book. Me too. Because they weren't lies and they were descriptive without being spoilers. Yeah. Kind of. Sometimes there were spoilers, but like in a good way. Yeah. Oh, no, no. So the water, the water starts boiling when Kimmy's head is submerged. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh. So the water is just super hot because it's in the bath. And um, so she's, like, pushing uh, – Kimmy's pushing Corky's head under the water. Corky's, like, struggling, struggling, struggling. She finally, like, is, like, I can't let the evil win again. She's imagining her brother waking up. This part I sisters. love. Yeah, and he yeah. – she said, now he won't get to sign my cast. Like, that it, That was sweet. And I also liked when they were playing video games together earlier, too. I thought they're cute together. So, anyway – so she's like, blah, like comes up. <laughs> and I love this here where it says, um, that's okay. So she rears up and swings her cast, bonks Kimmy on the head. Kimmy stumbles back. And as she stumbled, Corky stood up, water pouring off of her head. I'm just picturing like, whoosh, which is so cool. Um, and then she grabs Kimmy's head, puts it under the water. And as Kimmy's struggling, she then opens her mouth. And screams, but the air causes the um, water to boil while and her steam. head is in it. Right. But then she's okay after. Oh, so she keeps doing that. And Corky keeps saying, drown, drown, drown. Why won't you drown? Okay. It is. Drown, 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 drown. Please drown. She doesn't realize she's saying it. Do you know that? No. And then she's like, she didn't realize she was saying it. But then, so she keeps holding her down. Then the water starts to drain. And then Kimmy vomits out. Like his green ooze. Yeah. Green snaky ooze. Yeah. And then it goes on the drain. And then Kimmy's like, huh? Yeah. And I was like, wait, I thought your head was boiling in the water. It's just magic. You know, magic. Yeah. Yeah. I And I was like, oh, I'm so glad Kimmy's still alive. Yeah, me too. I was, I was like, oh, she got to live. Oh, good. Oh. That's good. Yeah, I like that little happy, yeah. happy part. And so um, Corky after that is like, la, 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 la. Yeah. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, she's like skipping down the street. and then, It'll never not be sunny again. Which like. I'm like, girl, you got to know. Come you, on. you still live on Fear Street, girl. Yeah. It's still called Fear Street. You <gasps> gotta move. You gotta move. Why are you? Gotta why? get your parents to move. Please. Just say there are too many bad memories. Yeah. They'll bl- I'm honestly shocked they didn't move after Bobby died. I can see that because they didn't really believe them about the evil spirit, right? Oh, maybe not. Yeah. And then Corky gets the mail. And on the top, in light blue ink, it says, It can't be drowned. Bum, bum, bum. 
Da. Ha, da. Anu doi. Yeah. Fucking duh. Duh, you little idiot. Duh, Corky. What, what the fuck Come does on, she Corky think? Corky Corcoran. Corky Corcoran. Like, what is she thinking? How dare she's she? She's not. She's not. She's not thinking. She's not thinking. Mm-mm. So obviously, I can't wait for Third Evil. I'm hoping that it'll be better. I want to see. Me I, too. I'm afraid it'll be worse. Okay. <laughs> Wish list of things that happen in Third Evil. Okay. Um, I want to figure out, like, so, we have to see more of Sarah Fear. Yeah, we got to get her story. Although there is a whole book of Sarah Fear. That's true. And, oh, here was another thing. Sarah Fear's voice sounds like an old lady, but she looks like she's 20. What's with that? Yeah, never explained that. We got to get more of Sarah Beth. So here's the hilarious thing that we don't have to talk for too long about is when they actually are cheering at the game mm. and Corky has come back mm-hmm. and then they see the other team doing their routine. Do you remember this? Oh, I'm trying to remember it. What page are you on? 145. We'll read it. It was halftime before Corky realized it. The time did seem to be moving as fast as the scoreboard clock when it was being set before the game. Visiting cheerleading squad performed first. They had come with a 10-piece band and did a lot of rap cheers and club-type dancing. (laughs) They're good, Corky heard Megan say as they waited on the sidelines. They're different, she heard Heather reply. She didn't mean it as a compliment. Does that not seem like... That's like vaguely racist. No, it is racist. It is. Fully racist. All right, that's why I marked it. That's why I marked it. It's like, (sighs) hmm... Those cheerleaders are doing a very urban routine. This is why we ask you guys to just point us in any direction of any (laughs) fucking non-white YA pulp fiction. All these people are the color of oatmeal. Yep. (laughs) Just give me something different. Yep. So, do you have anything? Anyway, (laughs) brief note. (laughs) That was the smallest nod. I loved it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to read the back of the book for... Oh, uh, third? third evil. Okay. Um, it can't be drowned. Corky Corcoran and the shady side high cheerleaders know the evil spirit is still with them. But where and in whom? A visit to cheerleader camp is a terrifying experience for Corky, Kimmy, Deborah, and Ronnie. Corky knows she must destroy the spirit for good before any more of her close friends die. But this cheerleading season may be her last as Corky battles for her life against a spirit more evil than anyone ever imagined. Hey, you know what? Ronnie made it into the yeah, back of the book. There we go. Good for Ronnie. So here's what I hope. I like the change of scenery. I like that they're at cheerleader camp. I like a camp thing that's like mm-hmm. classic horror. I You're love stuck that. stuck in one place. Love that. What I would, within a limited time period. Yes. I would love more Ronnie, which I guess we do get. I'm um, fine about Ronnie. I just thought it was fair she didn't make the back of the book. The fact that she appears with the other two girls in the first page and doesn't get to be on the back of the book, I'm like... She's also, like, not really in it. She's not. She doesn't do the much. seance with them. Yeah. I want to see a full-on, like, seance type thing. I, I want to see that. the spirit to be full-on Sarah Fear at some point. Me too. And I want to know why. What the, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Like, woo-woo-ha? And I, why this spirit is obsessed with cheerleaders? <laughs> yeah. And also, um, I want... I wonder, do you think any of the four girls are going to die? Yes. Yes, I do. Be, is Ronnie? Might be Ronnie. Might be Deborah. Might be Deborah. Interesting. How do you think it's going to manifest? Okay, so do we want to give RL more or less credit? Hmm. Split the diff. Okay. Um, I think there's going to be some kind of, like, telekinetic thing happening. Um. <gasps> Oh, you know what I think it's going to be? They're going to be standing um, next to the canoes by the lake, and then all the canoes are going to fall down. And they're going to mm. be like, oh, was that the wind? Or it can't be. And that's going to make the first probably sign. probably not that evil spirit. Yeah. That keeps following us. <laughs> <laughs> that we know is still alive. And Deborah's- Come on, guys. It's probably fine. No, it's not. It's not fine. It's never fine. Would you please just believe that shit happened? Seriously. Um... Yeah, I think it's like something like that's going to happen. They're going to be like, nah. But then that's Sarah Fear. That's Sarah Fear for you. Oh, I feel like they're going to see an image of Sarah Fear in the woods. Like the like an apparition of her in the woods. Do you think it's going to possess people? Yes. Yeah. I think it's going to so. be a who is it in type of thing. And I think 
will still be in Corky's head. I think it'll be able to travel around outside of humans a little bit, at least. Oh, my God. Like that movie. Uh, Time is on my oh, side. Oh, I liked that movie. With I Denzel love Washington. that movie. Fallen? Yes. Yeah. Where it's through touch. Yeah. <gasps> check it out, good. guys. If you guys like that, check it out. Somebody's room key is here in the booth. What is this hotel? It looks real swank. What is this? I don't know. We just we just stumbled across someone's room key. It's a sexy matte black key with a gold HR and a gold little arrow. I, you know what? I feel like this is a mystery that we should solve. <gasps> like, um, uh, teen creeps and the getting on the case. <laughs> teen creeps. They don't make no mistakes. Teen creeps. You got egg on your face. If you don't believe the teen creeps can find out the secrets. <laughs> um, thank you. <laughs> I liked it. It's good. Yeah. Uh, I think this is the beginning of our new adventure where we just solve. Series of kids books. Solve a variety of mysteries. They're not even crimes. Just like <laughs> not even mysteries. Mm-hmm. Vaguely interesting things that are out of place. We're like, yeah. what's this card teen on the table? Creeps. Figuring out who stayed in hotels, teen <laughs> creeps. Figuring out whether they use their towels, <laughs> teen creeps. Did they order slippers, <laughs> teen creeps? Did they tip the wait staff, <laughs> <laughs> teen creeps? Were they there on business, <laughs> teen creeps, or a mix of both? <laughs> <laughs> Work and play. Balance the two. You can have it all when you're a woman. <laughs> woman. Teen creeps. <laughs> Coming at you live. Show, show got very convoluted. <laughs> no, we lost our focus, but it's okay. I think we're balancing many things. We're balancing being busy women. We're yeah. balancing so following like, okay. busy women. So the plot is that we we have a podcast. We, we have, still a have a podcast. We still have a podcast. Um, we like to solve mysteries, but like low-key mysteries that just we can do after work. Like questions. Just like, oh, what's this? Yes. And then we'll follow in. Um, we'll like go to the hotel and we'll just like ask a couple of questions. Be like, hey, we found this key. It belonged to this person. Oh, cool. And it's, um, we're like... <laughs> investigating questions that nobody's asking yeah like no one wants to know but then like we cut to a businesswoman mm. who is there who is there on business you know what she's doing what okay so she has a big chunky um cell phone like she's like holding it uh-huh between here she's in a maroon pantsuit she's in a maroon pantsuit she's holding a baby she is. It's like baby boom. It's like baby. It's Diane the, Keaton. You know the cover of baby boom. It's that. It's that. Okay. Only with a phone. <laughs> Only with a phone. <laughs> because we're modern. And she's standing there and she's talking on the phone and she's holding the baby and she's like, "Oh, I have to get to the poolside." And then <laughs> yeah. and then we walk up and we go, "Uh, excuse me, is this your room key?" And she goes, "Yeah." And we're like, "Cool. We found it in our recording booth. We have a podcast." And she's like, "Thanks." And we're like, "No problem." And then, and then the we credits do a, roll. We do like a high five. <laughs> and then we freeze frame yeah. on a high five. And we're like, we did it. <laughs> and then our show gets canceled because it's not interesting. It's not interesting because really Nobody business as that. usual yeah. in this hotel. Uh-huh. No one really cares. All that, she was like, oh, I, you know, I had a second one of yeah. those. They're, they I'm make like, them. Oh, okay. And even we're if like, I had lost you never that know. one. She's like, like, yeah, well, yeah, I just had a new one made. They Actually, the, they reset it all. So yeah. this doesn't so actually, work. This doesn't work anymore. Well, oh, like, can we have it? Because it's pretty. Teen creeps. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this is a nice card, though. Isn't it pretty? Matt Black. And I know what sexy. room uh, that is. Uh, Beep. <laughs> Ooh. Established 1927. Really? What is this place? Is it the, like, Hollywood? Roosevelt. Yes. <gasps> yes. This is the, the beginning Roosevelt. of Teen Creeps. <laughs> we do the <laughs> whole thing. figured song. out where they're staying. <laughs> You got egg on your face. <laughs> they will figure it out. Woo! Yeah. Oh, I can't believe it. And we know what room it is too, because we have it's written on here, but we won't yeah. say it. Just in case. We don't want to bother Diane Keaton when she's here <laughs> on a trip. I saw Diane Keaton in a Dave and Buster's. That whole sentence was a roller hand. coaster yeah. ride. <laughs> I was like, what was it? Who? Dave and Buster's. And Mike was like, Diane Keaton is here. And I was like, where? Where is she? Where? And then sure enough, she was standing over by the bathrooms 
looking like she was a cardinal <laughs> in black. Yeah. She's like all in black yeah. with fingerless black gloves Ugh. and a wide brimmed black hat and like lace black up to the her like neck, um, a high collar. And I just walked over and I was like, hi, I'm such a big fan of yours. And she said like, oh, thank you. And I shook her hand. That's nice. Like, Why was she at a David Musters? It was her son's birthday mm. or something. Or some like connection something, to... Some connection to somebody's birthday, somebody's son. Her son was there for somebody else's birthday. <laughs> and so she was there. Something like that. Oh. Yeah. Cool. But Diane Keaton at a Dave and Buster's. Who knew? Who knew? Listen, life is but full of interesting surprises. she did have a baby on her hip. And then a giant, <laughs> giant chunky Zach Morris cell phone in the other hand. And you had this key in your pocket the whole time and only now did you realize its significance. Oh, no. Um... Well, this was a fun episode. This was a fun episode. We solved a small mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we, a theme song now. <laughs> we laid out our hopes and dreams for, for the third evil. evil. Before I lay me down to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I pray the Lord R.L. Stein to write. <laughs> uh, I hoped that 27 years ago he wrote things this way. <laughs> if not... I will say that I hate all Fear Street. <laughs> Problematic Fear Street. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the third. I'm not yeah. as excited for the third as I was for the second yeah. because. But eh. but you know what? I'm not ready. the worst. It wasn't yeah, the worst, and it's it, a fine, it's a fine installment of the yeah. thing. I totally agree. Um, I just we we liked the first one so much more. Isn't that the curse though? If you make something really yeah. good. Ugh. It was so good. The first one was so good. The first one, I would it read it again. So it was good. so good. It was so like maybe the best book I've ever read. <laughs> and so that's why it was so disappointing. I just that feel like then it was this. It my was eyes like, were closed until mm, I read it. It's like, which is my favorite book? Lord of the Flies or Cheerleaders, The First Evil? <laughs> which is my favorite book? My Own Diary or <laughs> Cheerleaders, The First Evil? <laughs> <laughs> it's cheerleaders the first evil because i cannot stomach what i wrote <laughs> i Me can't either. do it i've tried no. i've tried multiple times it's too harrowing it's very s- scary yeah it's very scary i hate it um gives me a sick feeling in my yeah. stomach yeah so you're reading along next week it's gonna be cheerleaders the third evil then secret admirer then goosebumps calling all, calling creeps. all creeps um Feel free to give us more feedback on our Goosebumps app. Yeah. We appreciate everybody who has reached out so far. So far, response is positive. Yeah. I'm happy you guys are happy. Reach out regardless, though. Um, Yeah. We would like to know what you think. Um, We're going to start doing a thing where we would like to read. I don't know why I do this with my hand when I'm talking about it. It looks like, okay. It looks like you're, here's the deal. You're trying to like, but you were doing it before you touched the table. So it looked like you were going to tell me a secret, like. Um, like Kelly. your bra stamp is showing, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I it is get your attention and your attention only. <laughs> Excuse me. Kelly. This is for your ears only. Don't. All right. So I just wanted to tell you this off mic so that our podcast listeners don't know your bra strap is showing right now. And you have just like a little thing in the corner oh, of your mouth. Yeah. Okay. okay. You got it. Thank you, you so much. It. So, um, <laughs> so if you guys me. want, hmm? Um, you have, yeah. What is you have? There's something covering your entire eye. Oh, is it? Oh, you you got it. it. You got it. You got it. I got it. You got it. You got it. I got it. You got it. Okay. Okay. Back to it. Okay. So we would love for you guys to send in, um, an embarrassing teen story. If we overshare. Like yeah. So we overshare. We want you to overshare, and then we want to share that overshare <laughs> on the podcast. So feel free to send us a. An embarrassing teen story of yours. We will start reading them at the end of episodes. Um, and it could be like anything, anything like a creepy teen story um, or like if you have a connection with the book that we're going to be any of the yeah. books that we're going to be reading in the yeah. future. Just anything. Uh, yeah. Your opinion on the book when you first read it. I would like if you were embarrassed at the time that the thing happened, though. <laughs> it would be nice. Like if you could, please. Could you have been like scarred by this at the time? Could this be something we, that you like right before you fall asleep? 
you remember it and you want to kick yourself. Like, oh, yeah. You're like, oh, I regret this. Forever. And you're, you're like, oh, no. Uh, I just remembered I did that. No. <laughs> no. So if it's that kind of a thing where it keeps you up at night. Oh, tell us because we have already shared those. And let me tell mm-hmm. you, my shoulders feel stronger. I'm, I'm lifted. My There's a weight. There's a weight off of them. I feel great. I feel so good all the time. I feel amazing all feel, the time. Like, ignore that part where I said I have panic attacks at night. No. But no, I'm so well adjusted, happy all the time. And it's because I shared on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, join in on the sharing process and uh-huh. we'll... Um, and we'll and share we'll, your shares. We'll commiserate with you. Yeah. Don't worry. All right. Great. Yep. Thanks for listening. Keep and it. Keep it creepy. Creepy. Thanks for listening to Teen Creeps. Our artwork is by James Mulholland. Our theme music is by Mike Carlson. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Teen Creeps Pod. You can direct all inquiries to teencreepspod at gmail.com. And please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. If you're reading along with the podcast, you can now find our book schedule at teencreepspod.com. Thanks for listening and keep it creepy. <laughs> creepy. Creepy. Feral Audio.